0: Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Moments, a podcast that celebrates parenthood to the fullest. The smallest victories, the messiest failures, and the bravest decisions. Today, we're talking with a model and businesswoman, and of course, an incredible mom. She's walked the runway as a Victoria's Secret Angel. She's founded her own skincare line. She's a co-parenting expert. And she's Flynn Hart and Miles' mom. Miranda Kerr, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. What's been up, man? Like, how are you? Uh, How's life? (laughs) Thanks for having
2: me. It's such an honor to be on your show and to chat with you today.
1: Thank you. Um today, you know, obviously I myself have a 12-year-old daughter and she is the most important thing to me in my life. She is just I look at her every day on a daily basis and just become so inspired by just her. And, you know, I think the reason why we started the show is to talk to other parents about their relationship with their kids and how it feels on their journey with parenthood and it just seemed like it just seems like you feel that same way, like the way that you light up when you speak about your kids and, you know, your family.
2: Yeah, it's so true. It's like I get tears in my eyes when I think about my kids and my heart is so full of gratitude for them. You know, I have three little boys and each of them have their own little unique spirit and I just love watching them grow into their little individuals that they are. And I love nurturing that within them and that curiosity that they each bring to the day and just like seeing life through their eyes. is something that like inspires me every day. It's like what I live for.
1: And I can see it. You know, I know everyone's listening to this podcast, but I just see it in your face and you have three, three boys, hearts, three. Yes. Hearts, three. Flynn's
2: 10, and Miles is one and a half. So tell me what it's like to be a boy mom. I love being a boy mom, and I secretly always wanted three boys. And it's so interesting, when when I was 27, I remember it was my birthday party, and I said to my friend, it's crazy, because I had always said, since I was a little girl, which was kind of weird, I'd said, I'm going to have my first baby at 27. And it was my 27th birthday, and I said to my friend, it's crazy because my 27th birthday, I've, and I, like, I'm like i not pregnant, and I had said, like, I always felt like I was going to have my first child at 27. How crazy is that? That's so funny. And, you know, that's kind of like the furthest thing away from my mind because it was like the height of my career. And, um, like, two weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, Wow
1: that's the speaking it into existence.
2: (laughs) It's meant to be. I think I was pregnant (laughs) on my actual 27th birthday.
1: Yes. That's, That's, um, unbelievable. I, um, I always grew up wanting to be a mom. Yeah. That was, that was how it was. Like when I was a kid, I used to play with dolls and I, I like named all my children Exactly. my mom. Yeah. My mom and dad were like, so like your partner, are they going to have any say in this? Like how, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, no, not at all. And I remember, you know, just, it was important to me to be like a young mom. So what was that experience like? With basketball, everyone was like, "How could you do this to us?" When they found out I was pregnant, yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be similar with you know with with modeling and, and you're your businesswoman and yeah. career oriented. So it's got to be similar with just your team and everybody around you saying like, "How okay? So how is this going to work with motherhood and career?"
2: Especially at the time, I was a Victoria's Secret model, so that didn't really work well with being pregnant. So. <laughs> um, but funnily enough, I actually walked the runway. For Balenciaga when I was pregnant. I walked before I was pregnant. I walked when I was pregnant. I walked after I was pregnant. And it was like a big thing. It was like, here's Miranda when she's pregnant on the runway. Here's Miranda straight after having the baby on the runway. You know, it was kind of funny.
1: But at the same time, it's so impressive how you're able to balance motherhood and your career and your family and your interests. Um, yeah. You talk about how a lot of times you are very spiritual yes. and you believe in meditation. You believe in taking time to do yoga. How important is that for you to be able to show your children, um, your boys that, you know, women have a place obviously in career workforce, but also as their mom, like you have to have time for yourself and, and do what makes you happy.
2: Yeah. And it's something that like I work on daily and I, I really love my color-coded schedule, um, so I have in there everything from my workouts because generally my children sleep from 6.30 till 6.30, and oh, my wow. husband wakes you're up every morning. S-
1: you're amazing. i try. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt that. That You're amazing. Like, schedule, this is, I'm inspired. Sorry.
2: My grandma, who actually, where, like, she taught me so much about motherhood and has influenced me like in my whole life in so many ways. And I'll get teary because she just passed like a few months ago.
1: I'm so sorry.
2: So my mom had me when she was 17 and she's still with my dad. And so my mom was having me at such a young age. She was quite like she was working all the time. So my grandmother raised me. So I had a bit of both. In my childhood, watching my mother have this incredible career and work really hard, so I got to understand the importance of work ethic, and her mother was the same, and her mother's mother was the same. So I come from a long line of fiercely independent women that were always working for themselves. That was on my mother's line. On my father's line, they were more of the stay-at-home mothers, and would you know just cooking and nurturing the family and my grandmother loved that Although she did make a little bit of money from uh babysitting the kids and she always said to me it's important it's important miranda that you always can save money for yourself and don't always rely on your partner for your needs and that was coming from my grandma who was predominantly relying on my grandpa for her needs she was like she has this little box and she called it her Cunning Kit. And she's like, I am saving you know, money in there just for a rainy day
1: or whatever. Cunning if, Kit, I like that. Yeah,
2: she's like, <laughs> if he ever leaves me, I've got my own little stash to take care of myself. And I was like, <laughs> so amazing. sweet. But she taught me, she said to me when I was pregnant with Flynn, she said, the most important thing you can do is develop a routine for your children and like have a consistent routine where they know what's coming next. And obviously things will change and you need to be flexible within that. Um, And I have this philosophy where it's important um, for me and those that work with me. And I try to teach the children this is that we're all flexible like a willow, because in a storm, the willow moves with the wind, it doesn't fight against it. And people think of an oak tree as something that's super strong, but actually in a storm, because it's so rigid and stiff, it has more of a tendency to break than a willow. So it's so important to have flexibility and go with the flow. I try to
1: teach my children that and live that and teach my team that. That is amazing. I've never heard that analogy. No, really. And it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, As a mom, I think for me, it's finding the energy to be able to figure out and decipher what is crucial and what is important. And to go with that, I dealt with a lot of guilt in my early 20s just because I grew up with a mom that was a stay-at-home mom. Ah. She was at every single dance recital, every single soccer game, basketball game. Anytime I did a speech in class, she was there. And, um, you know with my daughter i wasn't able to yeah. and so it was getting her to understand that it wasn't any less of love yeah it didn't have anything to do with my wants to be there it was the fact that i just couldn't at times yeah and any any way possible i can be there did you go through that kind of figuring out stage of the mommy guilt. Oh yeah. And the mommy guilt
2: is so real. Yes, it really is. And even to this day, because you can always do more as a mother, but then as a business owner, you can always do more as a wife. You can always do more in life. We can always do more. Like even with fitness, we can always do more. So it's like, ah, like in all these areas, you, cannot, you can always do more. Like every day I think, how can I be a better mom? How can I be a better partner? How can I be better at my job? And I think what's important is to be kind to yourself and gentle with yourself and to also feel like for me, my, I grew up with my mom not being able to come to anything at school. She didn't come to one game, one recital, nothing. I, you know, and she wasn't there and actually neither was my grandma because she was being a grandma to other kids. So my best friend's mom was there for me and she was always like cheering me on and she became like a mother figure in my life. And still to this day she is, you know, and it's amazing to have that friendship and to have that support. And I didn't know any different, but now being a mother myself, like, It was so important for me with Flynn to be able to drop him off at school, to be able to be there for him, but at the same time to have more of a balance about it. So I'm like, look, is this something really important to you, Flynn, that I'm there? And he's like, no, actually, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, cool. Or is it really important to you, Flynn, that I drop you at school? Or do you mind if a neighbor takes you today and, like, I'll pick you guys up and, you know, just kind of having that conversation or just explaining to him, like, my 10-year-old Flynn is so intuitive and we're very connected. And so I feel like just talking with him through things like mommy has to work and like, that's important. Like, I think there's such a value for children to see the importance of work ethic and to know like it is a part of life and it's something that they're going to have to do as well. Like, I think that's personally for me important. I also think it's important that they feel like their needs are met and that they're nurtured. And so I've tried to create a balance with my schedule so that like I'm there for them in the morning when they wake up, I get them settled, I then go to work, I have my meetings, they know that I am still around because I'm still working from home. I'll pop, mm-hmm. you know, in and out, give them a kiss. They know they can come in at any time. Then, then I make sure that I make it a priority like – 95% of the time, um, to be there for them for their wind down routine, unless there's like a special exception where I have to go away or I'm shooting late. But most of the time we work it out so that I am able to like do their bath, have their dinner with them and then read their books and they go to bed. And so that, that works for me personally, but I think you just have to work out for you, what works for you as a parent because there's no rule book, you know. It's just like you do the best you can and as long as they feel nurtured. Well,
1: you said something, um, you know, you talk and you explain to Flynn, Yeah, especially at the age that he's at right now. I think a lot of times, especially during our generation, it was like, you just didn't ask questions. And now I feel like we're taking the time to really explain to our children, but also accept their questions and accept the way that they feel, um, I know I'm a completely different mom. I am 35 right now, and I am a completely different mom than I was when I first had my daughter at 23. Yeah. I wasn't as patient. You know, it was about, you know, her being in my world. Like, it was like, okay – my games are late. So she goes to bed at 1030 and she wakes up yeah. at 1030. But it's like, yeah, you know, hearing the schedule now, if I probably had it to do over again, she probably wouldn't have gone to all the countries that we went to. But you know, that was we, you do the best you can.
2: Flynn was not as routine as my last two children. <laughs> let me tell you, the first child is like, you know, he was coming to work with me. I'm breastfeeding him on the shoot. We're like, yes. as long as but as you said, like they're getting their 12 hours sleep, you know, 10 till 10. Like it's just you meet their needs.
1: No, you definitely meet their needs. And I think you worry about if you're getting it right. My daughter and I have grown up together. And I say that Mm -hmm. like we really have, um, emotionally, um, especially in, in our, in our sharing as well. And so I think, you know, I, um, I am divorced from her father and I struggled with that for a very long time because I grew up in a two parent home. Yeah. And so with that being said, um, it was adding to my insecurities as a mom mm-hmm. again.
2: I know, because I've been through that too.
1: It's so difficult. You feel like you're, you know, you can't protect them yeah. from what you know, you know, they're going to feel. Yeah. So how how was that dealing with, with Flynn at that age and adjusting as they get older as to what, you know, how much you can share and what you can talk to them about and, you know, things like that?
2: It was so interesting because Flynn was probably almost two at the time, maybe not even quite, but he had always been very vocal at a young age. And I remember before we even separated, he was like, Daddy, don't look at mummy like that. Or, you know, he was all very very protective. And I was like, it's kind of a sign that's not like the right thing. And then we just realised that, having two happy parents separated is more important for our child than two ha- unhappy parents together
1: and as can hard you just as that say would- that can you say that again because i think there are so many people i myself struggled a lot with that yeah you know i grew up with two parents but my parents separated when i went to college So it was almost like they were staying together for us. And so I think, you know, when you have people that go through those experiences, you understand that it's better to have two happy, full parents. Yes.
2: There is like no relationship is perfect and every relationship takes work. You know, there's not going to be someone who's like, oh, the perfect partner for you or it's every relationship takes work. But sometimes, like in my case and obviously in your case, there is no amount of work that's going to make it work. And when you know that and you've tried for so long and it's just grating on your souls, like both of you, that's when it's time to make a change. When you know you've, like, really tried and you know that it's just not it, I just think that having two happy parents separated is so much more important than two unhappy parents together just for the sake of the child because the child feels that. And then I didn't think after I separated from Orlando, I never thought that I would find another person and have more children. Like I actually, I was like, okay, that was good. I'm good now. I'm going to be a single mom and I'm going to focus on my child and I'm going to focus on being the best mom I can be and it was obviously really hard when Flynn had to leave and spend time with his dad. That was like the hardest thing for me. That was something that was like super challenging personally. And I know it was challenging for Flynn because he obviously wanted us together, but we were happier being separated. and. The thing is, and I said this to Orlando, like the most important thing was for us to put Flynn's needs first. Like no matter what happens, like, is this in the best interest of Flynn? Is this this for Flynn's highest good? Um, And also understanding that at the end of the day, Orlando's going to be in my life forever. And it's important for Flynn to have a healthy relationship with him. And, once I fully accepted that, I really realized that it's important to put your own upset behind you, make peace for your own good <laughs> and move forward for obviously your own good and your child's good. At the end of the day, we actually did that in a really healthy way and we're friends now um, because we were able to communicate that the most important thing was Flynn. And whenever he would try and get into anything else, I'd be like, hold up, like, is this about Flynn? Because this is not about us. So we're not talking about our own needs. We're not talking about our hurt. We're talking about Flynn. Is this the best thing for him? And we make choices based on that still to this day.
1: And that's very mature. And I think it does take time for both people to get to that place.
2: Yeah. Um, I was just constantly having to say it over and over
1: and over and over and over. And I still say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's huge. I mean, that's something that settles. I mean, right away, it's kind of like not being malicious. You're not being angry. You're, yeah, that's what it should be about. But I think a lot of parents struggle with that. I think... My biggest struggle was um, Layla and I had to get to this point where Christmas, Thanksgiving, spring break, like co-parenting through that. And so Layla and I have gotten to a place where we we rotate Thanksgiving and Christmas. So that's how um, Layla, you know, she spends Christmas with me, but then that year she'll spend Thanksgiving. We and do that then too. We'll flip the next year.
2: year. I yeah, made yeah. a rule. I was like, "Listen, we're going to do that, but just so you know." I'm always going to be invited (laughs) and you're always invited to mine. So it's your Christmas or it's my Thanksgiving and you're always welcome to come, but I choose where it is. And the next year it's like,
1: you can choose where it is. I like that. I like that.
2: Pretty much spend every Christmas together
1: to see each other, but not like the
2: whole day, just like, you know, but like Mm -hmm. you see each other for like either like a lunch or a dinner or whatever.
1: Listen, the first Christmas where Layla was away was so difficult for me. Uh, we haven't gotten to the place where we've agreed to do that, But at the end of the day, we still celebrate. And I think Layla and I have gotten to the place where she'll look at me and she'll know I'm sad and she'll be like, but mom, it's not the day, right? It's the experience. Yeah. So we'll pick on the calendar another day to celebrate Thanksgiving or celebrate Christmas. But, you know, the dynamic does change when you start bringing more people into your family or into your space or into your life. What was that like for you um, individually as a mom as well when you started – Back dating, you know, that's like the difficult thing. You feel so guilty for your kids.
2: Yeah, you do. And for me, like I would go on dates when Flynn was with his dad, so he didn't have to know about it. But then once I realized that it was like a real thing with Evan, who's now my husband, um, it 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 like uh, that was the time when I knew that it was right to introduce him. To Flynn and not like before that and so I knew that he was serious I knew that I was serious and he'd already said like you know I want to marry you I want to be serious and I was like really <laughs> he's like yes and I'm like but you're so young he's seven <laughs> years younger than me my dude. I was like are you he's sure just you want right to settle around. down like I'm good like I'm I'm really I've kind of done the whole marriage and kids thing like it's good <laughs> like I have a really healthy wonderful child who I adore and he's like um, I really want to get married. I really want to have kids with you. I really want to be with you forever. I was like, oh,
1: okay. That's different. Thanks. Liked. And then it's real. And then you're like, okay. Here we are now.
2: <laughs> Here we are with kids <laughs> and family. And yeah.
1: So. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome to our Capital One Cafe break. Each week, we'll chat with a Capital One parent about their relationship with family and finances. Today, we're talking with Christy Ryan, a senior manager and coach for Capital One Cafe. Welcome, Christy.
0: How has parenting changed me? Like, in every way. He's wild. He's everything you would expect from a four-year-old, which is... Um, really puts life in perspective for me too. It's crazy how
1: much they teach you. Um, you know, you've been with Cap- Capital One for 10 years. Your, your son is four, so if my math is correct, you were
0: working six years before you had your son. So what are the differences that you see? Capital One as a company, as well as my, uh, my leadership, uh, has been incredibly supportive. Um, of parents and of me in this journey. And, but at the same time, it's still challenging. Prior to having Gus, like I didn't feel like I needed to ask for help. It really took a lot of learning for me to be able to ask for help and realize that like, I couldn't do it alone and I needed other support. Um, and that has really changed the game for me. Coming into the workforce, Without a child,
1: talking about money, balancing finances, how has that now changed now that you are a parent and, you know, you do have somebody else's future to worry about?
0: Prior to having a child, it was about, well, you want to save for retirement and for your own future, but hey, YOLO, like, is, you know, like... Let's let's live life. And then all of a sudden, along comes this person. And yes, you're saving for your own retirement. But you want to make sure that that he is set up as much as you possibly can for him. And that, you know, that includes like education, but also just opportunity. And also, I mean, in terms of what I'm teaching him, uh, he has to know the value of money. Like <laughs> things do not come free and money does not grow on trees. You said your your husband travels internationally, and if I'm correct,
1: five weeks at a time sometimes where it's you know basically you're a single mom for that amount of time, balancing work, balancing career, you know balancing family life so what 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 is that experience like, and what advice would you give other working moms that are in similar circumstance
0: oh man like I think single moms and single parents are just the most amazing superheroes like on this planet. Um it's it's incredible. And I, I'm only doing it part-time. Um and, and it's a challenge. And then I just had to learn to create a different way of doing things. Like I wasn't I wasn't going to be able to join a meeting or get work done during traditional working hours anymore. But I could kind of change my day around so I could spend time with him and, um, you know, and then get work done later in the evening. So I think COVID has shown us, um, you know, as as people and as a corporations that like there's a different way of working. And through that, we can bring more people into the workforce and really support parents and, and single parents, especially in that. So that's exciting. We're all a blend of multiple
1: roles, constantly juggling careers with family, side hustles, and community obligations. We're often so busy just reacting that important things like planning our finances tend to fall by the wayside. That's exactly why Capital One opened cafes all around the country. Capital One cafes, are more than just a coffee shop or a bank. They're built to be centers of well-being for the community. They provide space for you to take a moment for yourself. Capital One believes financial well-being is made possible by everyday well-being. And that's why I've been so proud to partner with them to bring the cafe to you through their online experience. They have helpful videos, tips, and interviews with other amazing people who can help us learn how to find balance in our lives. It's free and available to everyone, whether or not you're a customer. So make sure to come and visit CapitalOneCafeEvents.com. Hey, welcome back to Moments with Candace Parker. There's different dynamics within each relationship. And I think the thing that I've learned throughout my process with my parents is the way my mom looks at my dad is through a different lens of the way that I look at my dad. Yeah. And so a lot of the conversations that I try to have with my daughter takes that into consideration. So when you all are starting to date and you're starting the intro, like, is this something that you communicate with Flynn with Orlando about, Oh yeah. I'm going to introduce or this is where I'm at in my space. Like, because I think to me, I think over communication, especially, I mean, obviously there's some things you're not going to communicate yeah. about, but for me personally, I think, you know, sometimes if you are open and honest and communicate, you end up being in the right because you didn't, there was no, you know, yeah. you weren't hiding anything. There wasn't anything that you were trying to be, you know, yeah. quiet about. So how was that? How how did that go?
2: I'm very over communicative. Lando and I, when we separated, we were still close like best friends like I bought a house across the road from his house in Malibu Uh and we were there for each other if we needed anything so when I explained to him that I'd met this guy and you know it was serious and like I'd like to introduce Flynn to him he was like okay well are you sure like he's a little young like is this really gonna last you know it's like well I hope so he's told me that's what he wants and like that wasn't my idea that was his idea so I was like let's <laughs> let's give it a shot and like let's be really open and transparent with Flynn about it and like talk to him and just say listen this is Evan and he's Mum's new friend and he's going to be hanging out with us for a little bit. And, uh, you know, how do you feel? And let's do some fun things together. I remember we used to go to the Santa Monica Pier together and Flynn loves going on the roller coaster and loves going on this that, black like, dragon ride. And I didn't personally like So Evan would do it with him and they bonded and, like, and also... Evan was really great with him because he's a very creative guy and so is Flynn. So Flynn would sit and draw and then um, it was so funny because here's me thinking like I was Flynn's parent and knew like what the right thing to do was. And I remember one time Evan saying like, Miranda, instead of just taking Flynn out of like, Hey Flynn, let's go and get an ice cream. How fun. Like, why don't you just sit with him and draw? Like, I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Because I was, like, trying to create these, like, fun memories with Flynn.
1: Experiences, Because yes. you
2: feel so guilty when you're away from them that you like, want to make up for it when they're with you. So you're like, let's go and get an ice cream or let's go and see a movie or let's go. And, and Evan reminded me, like, hey, like, just be with your son. Don't feel like you have to overcompensate. Whatever he's doing, why don't you just join him in what he's doing? And I was like,
1: oh, cool. And that's amazing. And I'm sure yeah. Flynn appreciates that because I think that there's a lot of people that try to come in that are dating their parents yeah. and try to get them to immediately love them yes. and say, I love you and all this okay. stuff. And you're just like, yeah, it takes time. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't jump in. But on the other side, it's tougher as a mom when you know, your ex begins to date. And you you have these insecurities about, you know, who are they bringing around my child? You know, like, what is the person like? Are they being nice to my, like, is this something that's making them happy? Like, you know, and you don't want to talk to your kid too much because you don't want to seem like you're prying. But at the same time, like, that's got to be difficult to be on the other side yeah where, you know, your son is going over to the other other house and you don't necessarily know what's going on.
2: Yeah, and I, when Orlando started dating Katie, I remember he invited me over one time and she was there and we just immediately got along and I saw how she was with Flynn. That's awesome. She was very playful with Flynn. She was not trying to be his mom. She was just being friendly and kind and that's all you can ask for. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And so we like hung out by the pool at his house in Malibu. And then there was like a little party up the road and we all went to it together. And it was like, wow, this is great.
1: You guys are a dream. Just Just, (laughs) I am like, this is very mature. Very like, I mean, this is what you strive for because I think it. what you said earlier is this about Flynn. Yeah. And I think if parents are able to put their kids wants and needs ahead of
2: Oh yeah, trust me, there are times when Evan and I and Katie in Orlando, we go head to head because we're like, no, we want to do this. No, we want to do this. And we're like, okay, let's just drop all that. What's the best thing for Flynn here? And then we always work it out and we make compromises. You have to be able to have those conversations that you might think are not so easy to have in the beginning, but as long as you're transparent and honest, you can work it out. Like we're all adults,
1: yeah, and I think like you said it's communication and it's understanding what's important. Yeah. And I think that if people are able to put that those two things first, then you can have a successful working relationship. Like you said, everything is not going to be perfect. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to take a step back.
2: From, and one thing with men that I've learned is that men really just want to feel respected. So if you say like, "Hey, like I totally respect where you're coming from and I I get it. But I just really feel in my heart that this would be the right thing for Flint. What do you think? And then you let it be their decision.
1: <laughs> <laughs> their idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're giving away my secrets as well. Right <laughs> Perfect. No, that's awesome. Um, but to, to your credit, back in April, you did a live with Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did an Instagram live with Katy Perry. And... You were, you know, you were talking about your skincare, which, by the way, is unbelievable. Um, Cora Organics. Love it. Skin is fabulous. And you were talking about your children. And so there's not many people that could have done an Instagram Live with their ex's wife.
2: I know. And it was her idea. It was crazy because she said to me, she's like, holy crap, Miranda, I'm sorry, but that moisturizer, because I gave it to her, like, one of the first samples... And so she had been using it for six months. She's like, it's completely changed my skin. And I was like, wow, that's so good to hear because I knew that it was great. But to hear that from her, and she doesn't need to say that. I mean, she's used all the other products and she's never said that to me. So she's like, I want to scream this to the world because everyone needs to know. And I was like, that's really generous of you. Thank you. Like, I mean, she's very good at... Supporting people when she believes, really believes in them. And that's what I love about her. Like, she's very direct. Like, if she doesn't believe in something, she will not like say it. You can't like make her do anything. She's a strong woman and an empowered woman. And she wanted to tell the world. And I was like, awesome.
1: That's great. Thanks. Well, I mean, it says a lot about your products as well. Yeah. It says a lot about. The relationship that you all have.
2: Yeah. We go on holidays together, you know, we celebrate like all the important milestones together. I mean, I really, I love her. I mean, it'd be safe to say I love her more than Flynn's dad, (laughs) but he's like, to me right now, he's like a brother and most of the time an annoying brother. So she Mm -hmm. helps me deal with him because she can deal with him. And I'm so grateful that she's there because it just takes the pressure off me.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a great analogy again. Um, <laughs> so these holidays you you obviously have two other sons, yeah. as we've talked about, and they have a child as well, and you all have Flynn that you all are co-parenting. How do those dynamics work in terms of your your two boys?
2: It's so funny because Flynn kept saying, mommy, I want to have a brother or sister. And I was like, yes, honey, but Evan and I have to get married first. Once we get married, then hopefully we'll have a baby. So the day after the wedding, Flynn comes running into the room because we got married in our backyard. It's a very small 30 people wedding. Flynn comes running in, mom, is there a baby in there yet? I was like, honey, I'm not sure. Maybe, but we're not sure yet. Whenever God decides there'll be a baby. So I was so excited to tell him when I was pregnant with heart and he just lit up. He was like, Oh my goodness. And he was so funny because he's so intuitive. He was like, it's a boy. I know it's a boy. And Evan was like, "Mm -mm, Flynn, it's a girl. I've got good intuition too. It's a girl. And I was like, okay, you guys, I'm going to get a test to see if it's a girl or boy. Cause I'm sick of you guys like saying, it's a girl. It's a boy. No, it's a girl. And they're like calling it different names. And I'm like, okay, we're going to just get a test. We're going to find out. And of course it was a boy. And Flynn was, Flynn was so like- happy. He's like, yep. I've always wanted a baby brother. That's amazing. Then I get pregnant again. And Flynn was, uh, was like the second person I told. So obviously, a, tell evan first and then flynn and i get so excited to tell flynn every time flynn you can have another baby brother or sister he goes oh, i know it's a boy again i was like really yeah it's a boy meanwhile i
1: him that time
2: evan goes again evan's like no flynn sorry just be prepared this time it's probably a girl meanwhile i'm thinking you guys are hilarious like it doesn't matter girl or boy it's fine secretly though i did always want three boys Um, but Evan really wanted a girl as you could tell, but he's so happy being the father of boys as well. So it's interesting because when I had Hart, who's the three-year-old, Flynn was asleep during that time and my mom had just flown in that night. So she was there.
1: Perfect timing. And then
2: she like bought Flynn to the hospital and he, the light in his eyes when he met his brother for the first time, was just like nothing you can even explain with words. He was just like, Oh my goodness. He's so gentle with him and so loving. And then I remember I was pregnant and got pregnant again. And then when the three-year-old had to come and meet, well, he wasn't three at the time. So he had to come as a one and a half year old to meet his newly born brother. And it was that same feeling of like, oh, you're finally here. You made it. And the way that they, I videoed it because I was like in awe of the way that he was so gentle with his baby brother.
1: At a year and a half. That's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, at a year and a half with his brand new baby brother. Now, fast forward, the three-year-old annoys Flynn, the 10-year-old, because he's always like, Flynn, let's play together. Let's play hard and seek. And Flynn will do it for a while. And he's like, oh, I just need some space. Because the three-year-old looks up to his brother, right? Of course. And then the one-and-a-half-year-old, Miles, he's like, thinks it's hilarious When he torments his three-year-old brother, (laughs) baby is tormenting the three-year-old. Not you think it would be the other way around, the three-year-old tormenting the baby. No, the three-year-old, he's a man on a mission. Like he's he's just very focused. He's so much like his dad. He's just like building something, like doing Legos or playing with his cars or doing something. The baby comes over now, one and a half. And like knocks his tower over. But before he does it, he'll look at me, give me this cheeky look in his eye, knowing what he's doing and then and then laughs and then runs away or he'll pick up one of Hart's cars and then run away with it giggling.
1: So is the youngest more like you like your personality? You mean, Yeah, a little what? cheeky,
2: which is exactly <laughs> like my dad is the same and like a little mischievous and cheeky and like, like, come on, let's play. Don't be so serious kind of thing.
1: I obviously have two older brothers that I think they walk on water. Yeah, like They are yeah. my heroes to this day. They're 11 and eight years older than me. So anything they did, like I was the kid at the park trying to take my shirt off because my older brothers had their shirt off. Like yeah, I yeah, was yeah. that kid that just wanted to do everything. So it's got to be really fun to watch the dynamic of sibling yeah. relationship and how they are. How did you speak to Flynn about that. I mean, you guys were kind of just you two for a very long time. We were. So how did that change when you became a family basically of five?
2: Yeah, he – yeah, I know, and it was very quickly. And it was – and then he had, like, another little sister in the mix from the other side. He wanted a brother or sister for such a long time, and he got so much attention from me, like – because probably because of the separation, I gave him even more attention and I was even more like feeling guilty. So I kind of like always we would have such great times together and like we just like literally are just very connected. So he has been very happy along the way with each of the brothers, but I am very mindful of giving them each their own time so I put in the calendar like one-on-one time with heart, you know, like a good hour and I make sure I put my phone away and I do that one-on-one time with Miles and it's like whatever they want to do, I just follow them around and we do that. And like it could just be Miles walking around aimlessly in the garden, like looking at the flowers and like kicking a ball or something, but it's like it doesn't it have to be them. what I want to do. It's like what they want to do and I like go along with them. And then with Flynn it's like – you want to sit and draw like what is it that you want to do and he's always like let's go and get an ice cream (laughs) or like you know so we do that and then we do family walks together which is great and we all just enjoy each other's company and like we've been on holidays with Katie and Daisy and she's just so cute I mean she's so little as well still and she's Flynn's so sweet with her
1: It's got to be special for Flynn to look around, especially at holidays and realize this is a result of him. Like this is, is you know, people basically wanting to be a part of and with him so much that everyone. So that's got to be something that when he's older, he has to look back and realize like, yeah, he's very lucky and very loved.
2: Yeah, he's very loved. And I often talk to him and say, like, look, you've just got more people that love you now. So instead of having two parents that love you, you've got four parents that love you and that want the best for you. And how cool is that? I mean, can you think to yourself like how crazy it must be to be Flynn and to have the parents that you have? Like must be must be pretty funny.
1: But the more you realize that it's like his reality, he doesn't yeah. know any different. No, he doesn't. Um, and, you know, what what advice would you give to other people that are going through co-parenting? Like what is the best advice that you can give somebody that is either struggling or going through that right now?
2: You know, I think the best advice is to just put the child's needs first. Like how I did, like that would be the best advice. Like, and also make peace with your own situation and yourself, which can be a daily process. Like just, making peace like I have this little prayer that I do which is like I forgive you please forgive me let's forgive each other let's be at peace with each other let's be at peace with ourselves let's love each other let's love ourselves so like whenever Orlando would go at me I'd just start saying that <laughs> I'm like I forgive you please forgive me let's be at peace with each other and <laughs> like, I go to say that and I just think that the best advice is to really just try as much as you can to make it work. But if you know that it's not going to work and when you know, you know, it's like you, and just like, no, like I said, there's no ever perfect person. There's just like, you always have to work at any relationship that you're in. But if you know you've worked and done the best you can, once you fully accept that and realize that, that's so important to just put your own needs behind you and you make peace, then you can both move forward and make the best choice for your child.
1: I love that. Um, I think just in terms of what's on social media, what's out there, the, the evolution of or the definition of family has changed significantly from when we were kids. Um, now we're seeing two moms. We're seeing in your situation, a mom and a dad that have remarried and all coming together for holiday. So how has that definition changed for you since you first entered into your first marriage? And then now how has the definition of family evolved or changed?
2: Well, like even taking it back to my childhood with my family, like ever since I was a little girl, my family has been the most important thing to me. And um, I just wanted to create that same thing in my own life and I tried to create that with Orlando. And, you know, I just felt like I kept butting my head against the wall, like we were together for a long time. And I kept trying to make it work and trying to make it work and trying to make it work. I felt like I was, say there's like a circle and I was trying to be like a triangle to fit in the circle. I was trying to be a square and it wasn't fitting in the circle. I was trying to be an oval. I was like, couldn't fit in the circle. Like I just couldn't, it just didn't work. Like it wasn't working. So when I finally realized that and I realized that it was the best thing for Flynn, for us to not be together, I just made that commitment to just be the best mom I could be, not knowing what was gonna come next. And a year later, I met my husband-to-be, and what was interesting is it was at a work event, and I was sitting next to Glenda Bailey, and she said to me, um, she was the editor at Harper's Bazaar, and she said, you guys are gonna get married i was like okay what what are you talking about like <laughs> first of all like i just met this guy second of all like i'm in a really not a good space like i actually had depression after we separated and it hit me like six months after because at first i was like woohoo, i'm free amazing yay and then it hit me six months after and i was like oh my god like i didn't even know how to like get past it so I was in a bad space and I never thought that I would ever get married again. So for her to say that, I was like, okay, this is weird. And then it evolved.
1: Miranda, just hearing you speak and, you know, obviously we started off this conversation with you speaking about your kids and then just to kind of see your eyes light up and and, you know, when you're speaking about your husband. And I think it really is important for people to understand like, you know, the space that they're in right now, there's things out there, you know, things will get better and obviously you still have to continue with your mantras and <laughs> things to um continue positivity but i really appreciate you sitting down today and having this candid and honest conversation i learned so much obviously about you but also in ways that i can improve my co-parenting because it's not it's not easy but honestly you make it look Effortless. So, thank well, you for sharing. Well, it takes, a lot, <laughs> it takes <laughs> a lot of you. patience.
2: It takes a lot of patience.
1: Thank you so much for sharing, and I really appreciate it. I oh, really do. Thank for, you for you taking the time.
2: Oh, thanks for having thanks. me on. It's really great what you're doing.
1: That's it for this episode of Moments with Candace Parker. Thank you so much, Miranda Kerr. Got a question, a story, or a moment you'd like to share? leave a voicemail at 732-889-3358. If you'd like to learn more about the show, you can follow us on Twitter at WMNmedia or on Instagram at WMN.media. If you'd like to learn more about the show, you can follow us on Twitter at WMNmedia or on Instagram at WMN.media. You can also follow me, Candace, on Instagram at Candace Parker. Moments with Candice Parker is a Wonder Media Network production. It's produced by Maddie Foley and Brittany Martinez, with help from Alessandra Tejeda. Our executive producers are Robin Roberts and Jenny Kaplan. Special thanks to our exclusive season sponsor, Capital One. Thanks again. See you later.